Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Welcome back, happy Monday, happy almost full moon. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm excited to share another interview with you today. So this time I spoke to Sophie Dale, who is a really wonderful messaging and writing coach and who also runs the community Creatively Connected on uh, Mighty Networks that I'm a part of and really love. And interestingly, storytelling had already been on my mind a lot this year. I've been thinking about the stories we tell ourselves, um, the stories that we collectively hold about what's possible or what's desirable or what success could look like. And so it's been really cool to dive deeper into that and to better understand why creative writing as a regular practice can be so powerful for entrepreneurs and really anyone. But we specifically talked about writing in business and that's been really cool. So if you are stuck with your about page right now, if you're not sure where your business is going, or if you feel like you want to be able to communicate what you're here to do and what your story is in a more powerful way, then I really hope you get some inspiration and insight and encouragement out of this episode. Just a couple of announcements from me. The first one is that on Wednesday, two days from day today, I'm running a free workshop on business visions, which is going to be all about untangling ourselves from harmful ideas around scarcity and competition. And I hope that it's going to give you a framework or container to explore what success could look like for you this year, what you want to achieve and do with your business, how you can find the, fight the overwhelm and really feel grounded and connected to your purpose. So yeah, the, the link to sign up for free is in the show notes. If you're listening to this later on, don't worry, still check out the link because I'm always offering workshops that you can sign up for under that same link. The other announcement that I want to make is that I have capacity for May and June for one-on-one -on -one work. Um, so if you need a new or an updated work website, I would love to support you. Check out my site. You can learn more at yarrowdigital.com. And I also have space for um, retainer one-on-one -on -one support. So you can book 5, 10 or 20 hours to have me support you with things like social media strategy, branding and graphics and design, um, your overall vision and strategy, tech integrations, um, course launches or development, um, project management and also just if you feel a bit lost in your business and you need someone to help you figure out what the next steps could be and what your technical and design and practical options are, I would really love to talk to you and I will link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, thank you so much for listening and I will send you off to listen to today's show now. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome back to the DIY Small Business Podcast. I'm really excited to share another interview with you today and I'm speaking with Sophie Dale who I met originally I'm not sure in which online space it was now, but I remember immediately feeling like, ah, this is a like-minded soul. Um, Sophie has such a beautiful approach to coaching and supporting people, and especially to building community as well. Um, she's running a network on 
Mighty Networks that I'm part of and really enjoy. And I'm just excited to speak to more people about the story of their business because I remember that when, when I was in employment and dreaming about working for myself, I found it so hard to imagine what it could feel like and look like. So yeah, I want to bring you more of these conversations and I'm really excited to speak to Sophie. Thank you so much for being here. Um, welcome. Can you tell us what you are doing in a business and where you live in the world? Sure. Um, so I work as a business coach mainly these days uh, and also a writing coach and mentor. Um, and I live in Edinburgh um, and work with people who are based all over the world, which I think is one of the most magical things about working um, online. Um, so yes, um, do you want a little bit more detail about what I do or? Yeah, of course. Tell us more because I think a business coach can mean so many different things. And I really, really love um, how you're approaching things and how you're working with people. Sure. Well, because my background is working, um, I kind of dotted around being uh, an employee and being a freelancer, uh, but working in the arts and in publishing for about probably about 15 years or so. Um, so when I first set up in business, it was as a freelance um, arts project manager. Um, and I also did some freelance editorial work. Um, and then I, I guess when I had my daughter, um, I realized that I was going to have to work in a different way because I had been working very much kind of on site with people um, and, you know, needing to be in a certain place at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I needed a business that I could run completely from home. Mm -hmm. And it had to be something that could run in nap times. And I didn't know when nap times would be because it's kind of <laughs> constantly moving target. Um, and so um, I changed my business quite completely at that point uh, and made it purely editorial and writing mentoring and something mm -hmm. that I could do um, kind of in my own time uh, and get back to clients, you know, as I completed a piece of work or as mm -hmm. I had questions for them or whatever. And I also needed that business to be quite flexible because I had so little time so I, I worked with a whole group of um, I through my previous work I knew lots of writers and editors and literary agents so I brought them on so that when I didn't have time to take on a particular piece of work I would pass it on to one of them uh, and that worked fine for a few years when my daughter was a baby and a toddler um, but I, I kind of got frustrated with um, I guess I'm just a bit burnt out with trying to help people to get published in the traditional publishing world, which was mm -hmm. the main thing I was doing, um, because it's it's just increasingly hard to do mm -hmm. that because uh, publishing is, has changed so much. Uh, and at the same time, I had found it really, really hard to get my head around how to market yourself online when I set up this completely online business mm -hmm. um, and all that kind of um you know, the hype and the manipulative selling and mm. all those things that I know that you also um, find <laughs> just as frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, and so it took me quite a long time to to find my own way. But having found my own way, I, I found that then people started asking me about, well, how, you know, how had I done what mm -hmm. I'd done? Um, and I don't know if that's how you got started with the kind of coaching mentoring side of your mm -hmm. business but for me it kind of just came out of people asking me mm -hmm. um, and so gradually over time instead of being mostly uh, an editor and writing mentor 
who was occasionally answering people's questions, I, I kind of morphed into being um, mostly a business mentor who still, I mean, I still do edit manuscripts as in, you know, novels and, and mm-hmm. so on um, every now and then, but it's not the main thing that I do anymore. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful to hear. Um, thank you so much for sharing. And by the way, I would love to edit sometimes as well. I'm not a native speaker and I did some translation work in my 20s, but this is kind of like what I imagine to do in um, in a few years' time, maybe when, mm, when I feel like a change. <laughs> so, um, but no, uh, not to worry anyone who's into my web design at work at the moment. I'm not going anywhere with that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really nice to hear that your business has been growing out of a need in the first place, because I think sometimes we romanticize this idea that people, you know, sit in their comfy chair one day and then they have this brilliant idea and they're like, yes, this is my purpose in life. And that's not to say that this isn't your purpose. It's clearly something that's super close to your heart and it feels super aligned with your purpose. But I think it's also really important to name that sometimes we create these things to meet our own needs, to work flexible in our own ways, to be at home with our families or our dogs or with ourselves. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's really great to hear. Um, and I can also really see how your background in writing is weaving into your work now. Um, one of the things on your website um, that I really liked is that you're talking about building businesses that honor people's true nature and that give people breathing space. Um, can you maybe speak a little bit more to that of what that means to you and how you see that in your clients? So I think that the main thing that I do with my clients that I think is maybe a little bit different from what I see in terms of, you know, other business coaches and so on, is that I think it's it's so important to get to the heart of um, what motivates us as individuals you know to find our own purpose um, mm. and, and then as you say to see how you can weave that into there's your purpose but there's also your needs and there's mm. also what your um, what your audience needs as well and and really you have to find a way of um, kind of plaiting all of those strands together um, but the thing that I find is central and is sometimes missing um, for people or, or it's just not quite in focus for them I think more than actually being missing is really having a sense of of what your own story is and what it is that makes that story unique um, and what that means for your business because um, I think your audience is similar to mine in the sense that it's mostly um, solopreneurs Mm -hmm. and so it's very hard to separate yourself from your business Mm -hmm. and there's also no reason to you don't you don't need to that's one of the amazing things about being in business Mm -hmm. yourself is that you don't have to have this you know how people who work in corporate settings often have this kind of, it's almost like they put on a suit of armour when they go to work. <laughs> yes. um, and, and then they get to take that off um, in the evenings or at the weekends. But the rest of the time they have this kind of mask between themselves and mm-hmm. the people they work with. And, and we don't have to do that at all as solopreneurs. But often I think people still feel some need to have a distance or a mask or, or some other kind of almost intermediary Mm-hmm. between themselves and um, how they present themselves uh, and sometimes that's a need for kind of you know to to look all perfectly curated on social media or whatever or sometimes it's that they don't feel that their own lived experience is enough um, and that they feel they should have more qualifications or you know external rubber stamps to mm-hmm. do what they really want to do yeah um, so I, th- I think that the process that I 
go through with um, my clients, um, which is about kind of uncovering the stories that have brought them to where they are now mm-hmm. and then looking for the common threads and, and looking for how it all fits together. Um, that generally what that does for people is just to give them that extra little bit of clarity, like it sharpens the focus mm-hmm. for them uh, and, and suddenly they can see how um, how the different strands fit together and, and how that makes them uniquely suited to run their business mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so, so much sense to me. I um, I don't necessarily do storytelling work with people, but I often have them write their about page, which I think can be a really deeply emotional process. Mm. <laughs> and also, I think it's kind of therapy writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I would recommend anyone who's dreaming about running a business or building one one day should write an about page now just mm. to see what that feels like and, and dream into it. Um, and then the other piece that I sometimes do is to work people work with people on their social media strategy um, because I think it's it can feel so intimidating and overwhelming and many people come to me feeling like uh, you know who are they to talk about what they want to talk about and what could they possibly add to the discussion of value because there's so much out there already and I always think that it comes back to telling your story and making people feel less alone in what they're dealing with and I also always say that I think intimacy is so much more important than perfection but it really takes courage to show up on Instagram or anywhere else and say um you know, this is why I'm doing this. And sometimes it's hard, but I really believe in this and I want to share these tools and this is what I have to offer. Um, so yeah, I'm super glad that you're doing this work and, and it's exciting to see that it's working for you. I think that's another really p- important piece to me. Every time I see someone who really genuinely does something that they believe in, there's a part of me that's like, yes, this is possible. Mm. <laughs> that's great, you know? Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what that looks like when you're working with someone new or, or perhaps you can maybe like tell, tell us about an approach or an exercise or some kind of tool that you're sometimes sharing with people when they come to you that you find is helpful in getting people to kind of step into their story in a, in a deeper way? Sure. Um, well, perhaps the easiest way is to give an example of a particular yeah. client who's given me permission to talk about her story. So, oh, great. That's great. Um, so this client, uh, Teresa, is a, a website designer. So oh. <laughs> identify with, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and so she's a Squarespace designer. And mm-hmm. um, she was when when we first started working together, uh, she was doing her design work as a side hustle. Um, and she was she was just feeling overwhelmed about you know how on earth when there are hundreds of thousands of designers out there, how on earth do you kind of stand out? How do you show yourself to be different? <coughs> Excuse me, in any way. Um, and what people often end up um, kind of feeling forced into is either they see somebody whose work they admire and they try to kind of emulate that or they go for a kind of race to the bottom with the pricing mm. um, and she could see that she was kind of trapped between those two poles um, mm. so when we first started w- working together I said well you know my process is is around storytelling and so on so you know let's work with your story um, and she was like well okay I'm happy <laughs> to try it but you know I don't have an interesting story 
Um, and I've learned over time that the more often somebody protests that they don't have an interesting story, <laughs> the more amazing their story turns out to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so in Teresa's case, uh, she lives in the States now, um, but she came to the States as a 16 year old. Mm. Her parents brought her over from Nigeria. They stayed with her for three days to get her settled. Um, oh. And then they went back to Nigeria um, to the rest of her siblings. She's the oldest in the family. And it was down to her to make her way, get her education and, um, you know, be, start becoming a breadwinner for the family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is just the most, I would find that overwhelming to do now in my forties. You know, if you dropped me on a different continent um, and said, right, get on with it, you know, make a life for yourself. Yeah. Um, And by the way, the family's relying on you. Um, (laughs) You know, that, that it's just such a huge thing to have to, to live with. And so, we talked about that story for a while and what that had meant to her and what, what she had learned from that experience. Um, and obviously she'd learned to have huge resilience and persistence and, and so on. Um, and all of those qualities are useful for her in her business. But actually the thing that came out as being almost the most important was, you know, she'd had this overwhelming sense of culture shock mm. when she got to the States and she has this huge empathy for her clients. The people that she likes working with the most are um, people who are really passionate about what they do. So they're often, you know, healers or counselors or therapists, things like that. Um, and they're really good at what they do. But the kind of tech side of running a business is really overwhelming for them. Mm-hmm. And so those her ideal client is somebody who's kind of culture shocked by having, <laughs> having to deal with tech and, and yeah. websites and, and so on. Um, and her empathy for them is kind of rooted in her experience, you know, her lived experience of her story. Mm-hmm. And, and so being able to talk that through made her kind of really understand who her ideal client was and how she could talk to that person mm-hmm. as somebody who isn't overwhelmed by tech, but who mm-hmm. does understand what it feels like to mm-hmm. be utterly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I guess I'm just kind of giving that as an example of somebody who didn't quite see how to differentiate themselves, mm-hmm. didn't quite see what their niche was. And I kind of had, she had inklings around it. She sort of had a sense of it, but she couldn't quite bring it into focus mm-hmm. uh, and, and getting to grips with her specific story just suddenly gave her that route in to see, Oh, I see that, you know, this is what I bring. This is what's different mm-hmm. in, in my approach. Um, and I think that that's the key to us, to understanding our story is it, it helps us to understand our difference and our difference is what, you know, lots of people don't need a, a web designer who particularly um, understands tech overwhelm, but some people do. And, and those people who do that, you know, they're really relieved to find mm-hmm. somebody who, who can hold their hands through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for telling that story. I, I find it really relatable. And also, I think it's such a beautiful example of how we can become relatable online. It's, it's to, you know, it is really about, you know, finding your niche. And that makes total sense to me. It's really beautiful. And also, I think this aspect of storytelling really inspired me to remember how important it is to become a relatable person online, because you know, that there's so many people out there, we get so overwhelmed with all these 
folks that inspire us, but at the end of the day that we just kind of see for two seconds every day on Instagram or something. And I think those kind of stories, I mean, I haven't even ever met her. Or I haven't even seen her Instagram profile or website or anything, but I'm like, yeah, that's a real human being with a story in the background. And um, I would love to hear more. So um, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah. It just, uh, I guess one of my hobby horses is the way in which um, story evolved for us as human beings mm. as a way of understanding other human beings and a way of understanding like giving us access to experiences before we've had the chance to have those experiences ourselves and so it's so powerful and I really feel that people kind of skate over it and don't mm. don't tap into it and yet we're all you know even people who aren't you know not necessarily great readers and and don't think of themselves as storytellers you know, we all um, come home from work and, and tell people over the dinner table what happened that day or, you know, tell tall tales in the pub or, you know, everybody does tell stories. It is a skill that we all have. You mm -hmm. just can't reach adulthood without having it. Um, and yet we don't necessarily tap into it as much as we could. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super true. Um, you're also helping people with their web copy and you. And I think that's really beautiful work. And I often see my clients struggle. This is usually the place where I kind of pick up. I ask people to think about the pages that they'll need and kind of what kind of information they want to have on each of them. And then I take that content and kind of make my magic with this. Um, but it's a tricky place to get to in the first place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you, what is your approach with that? How is that usually working with, when you're working with clients on that? Um, so we start with that same process of um, uncovering their stories first, um, because then once you have those stories, you can weave them into, because obviously there's all kind of information that you need to have, you know, mm -hmm. on your work with me page or your services page or, or whatever. But that information is brought to life by weaving stories through it. Um, and so um, it's still it's kind of the same process it's just the second step for me in that process is if if somebody does want to go on and do um, a full kind of web copy uh, package with me then then we still come at it from that same kind of story-centered process mm -hmm. yeah that's great thank you um another aspect of your business that i'm excited about is the community that you're creating a mighty networks um can you tell us a bit more about the intention that you started that with and why you chose mighty networks which i'm using as well by the way so i really love it um but i would love to hear from you how you came to choose that place and what it means to you now well i suppose the first thing to say is i didn't actually have an intention to set up a community <laughs> to begin with um so uh what i originally intended to do was just to run a sort of pop-up one month community project um which was around um freedom and what what freedom really means in in um online business in particular uh and that's that's really when you and i started to get to know each other better was because i'd asked you to be one of the contributors to that project mm -hmm. Um, and so running that project for a month and, and just having the um, just a Facebook group for that project for that period really kind of brought home to me that I, I was missing. Like I love doing one to one work and I don't ever want to not do it because it does give you that that kind of depth and I guess intimacy that working with somebody one to one that is hard to get in the same way in any other form. But I hadn't quite 
realized how much I was missing having also the community dimension. And so just having that experience over the month of um, all of those voices um, and people able to support one another um, was really, I just, I just found it really exciting and inspiring. And on top of that, um, I suddenly saw that I'd been struggling for ages to find a way to make what I did more accessible price-wise because one-to-one work, it just is quite intensive, like time intensive. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's hard to um, make your pricing fully accessible. And yet there's a whole pile of people who don't necessarily need that index help, mm-hmm. but, but they do need to feel held and, and supported and to be able to support one another. Um, and, and that kind of group dynamic gives you something different yeah. um, from what you can get working one-to-one. Yeah. Um, and so just as the project was drawing to an end, it kind of dawned on me that I could just, you know, have this be an extra strand of my business. Um, and uh, I was vaguely aware of Mighty Networks and um, have been part of a community that was run on it. Um, and I wanted something that was fully outside of um, Facebook and the algorithms and all the Mm-hmm. just that noise um and um I also needed something unlike you because you, you would be much more able to I think you know um work with something that needed more uh, kind of tech input at your end um but for me I needed something that you know would just roll out and I could <laughs> I could work with it but the the framework was was there um yeah and um being dealt with by somebody who knew what they were doing um and so um so yeah i i started it on mighty networks kind of as an experiment to see if it would work um, Mm -hmm. on that platform and uh, yeah and so far i'm really happy with it Mm, me too i really really love it and uh i'm trying to get more of my clients who run courses and communities excited about it too because i think it, it's really beautiful to be in a space that's set up to be an, an, an intentional community um, using these words. Now, I think that has actually got different connotations, but I mean, like, you know, a space that is really created to bring people together online, which feels like it's just to not no longer the case on Facebook. It's so busy and it's so hard to get people's attention, attention there. So I think it's amazing to have your own little space. And I love the app that comes with that as well. Just also make things more accessible. Um, I have my courses on there as well. So people can just open the ad and the app and, you know, take the courses on the train or um, while driving and listening. And so, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, is there anything that, that you kind of would like to say to someone who's interested in starting their own business maybe something that you wish you had known sooner or something that you would share as a resource to someone who's beginning to dream about their business Hmm. I think what what I wish I had known sooner was that you don't need to have it all figured out to Mm -hmm. begin with Um, and that actually it's more helpful to go into things with that kind of um, beta project vibe to it um that you can kind of co-create things with the first people that you work with whether that's one-to-one or whether it's in small groups or whatever Mm -hmm. um and that that's much more powerful for the people that you're working with Mm -hmm. um and it means that what you're doing will feel more relevant to them it'll be more kind of targeted 
to exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I had that tendency to feel that I had to go away into some kind of like ivory tower like space mm-hmm. and, and polish something until it was perfect. And then I could bring it out into the world. And actually, I think that's really self-defeating. Mm. Um, and it's so much more helpful to, to work with people. Like when you first start out, work with people for free if you can. Um, you know, especially if you're starting something as a side hustle to begin with. Um, and, and just give yourself that space to experiment in and find out what people actually need and also find out what you personally actually love doing, which might not be quite what you think Mm-hmm. You know, that's you you love doing mm-hmm. um and just allow allow yourself if it's at all possible to do you know continue to work full-time or part-time so that you keep the financial pressure off mm-hmm. the business in the early days um and give it the kind of time and space to to start to show what it can be yeah um, without forcing it um because i do you know i guess the metaphor of um, a business as a kind of gardening like process can be a bit overused but you know you can't you can't plant a, a seed and then keep shouting at it like grow <laughs> grow be a tree and if it's not a tree immediately you know you think you've failed yeah um, it just it just doesn't work that way it, it does need time um, mm-hmm. and, um, and the right conditions yeah um, and I think that I, I especially think uh, most of my clients are women and I think that there is a tendency towards perfectionism and a, a feeling that you need to have things all perfectly lined up before mm. you can let them go into the world. And I, I certainly for me, I think that really helped me back to begin with. Yes. And it's so beautiful to share that process and be transparent about that as well. I think, you know, like I said, I really love being in a newsletter and um, I loved kind of being part of the early days of that pop-up community and seeing how things unfolded. And I never had the expectation or the desire to hear this perfect story of how you one day woke up and, you know, it was already there and (laughs) perfectly formed. Um, It's so beautiful to take people on that journey and say, you know, I've planted the seed now and this is what I'm going to do next. And I'm like allowing myself to experiment and play here. Um, Let's see what happens. Let me know what you think. What would you want me to do? And so forth. So yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, before we go, what are you currently offering and where can people find you? So um, at the moment, I'm either working with people one-to-one doing uh, the story power work, which is really what I was talking about um, earlier in terms of un- uncovering the, the story at the heart of your business uh, and the um, web copy work or, or just one-to-one mentoring uh, with people. <clears throat> and then um all of that can be found on my website, which is um, sophiedale.com. Um, and um, the other thing that I'm doing is running the community, as we were talking about. Uh, and the co- community, uh, again, if you go to my website, there's a community tab on it. And that's that's the quickest way to get there. Um, it's called Creatively Connected. And um, it's for creative entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a mixture of writing support and business support which again is something that's kind of evolved initially. I was thinking of it as just being business support and um, it still has quite a strong dimension of that. Um, but the writing support kind of crept in there. Um, and <laughs> so now it's both. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I think writing is such an important part of 
um, being in business because we're making so many micro decisions every day. And I think that the process of writing, even just for yourself, is so deeply helpful to be present with the options that we have and to get really clear on what it is that we want and to feel connected to our intuition as well. Absolutely. I think, I mean, when you were asking earlier about resources for people, I mean, at any stage in your business, I think if you can bring um, a habit of journaling daily mm -hmm. into um, how you work, whether that's right at the beginning before you've even started, journaling can be a really great way to start kind of uncovering what it might be that you will do. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, however experienced you are in business and however many other people you have to talk to in terms of, you know, mentors and peers and colleagues and so on. Um, the one voice that you want to be sure that you listen to every day is mm -hmm. your own um, and, and tuning into your own intuition. And I mean, one of the one of the sort of prompts that I use when I'm journaling sometimes is just what's really going on here. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. especially if I feel a bit stuck, you know, I, what I would say if you ask me is, well, I don't know why I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. Generally, you do know. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just slightly, yeah. slightly buried. Um, and so um, even uh, writing out for yourself the question, what's really going on here or, or what do I think is here under the surface? Yeah, it's amazing. It's just enough to unlock mm. for you. Um, and it's such a resource and it's essentially free. Um, and it doesn't have to take very much time. Um, mm -hmm. you know, Ten minutes a day can make a huge difference in terms of just keeping you, keeping you kind of in tune with yourself, uh, and not not letting your voice get drowned out mm -hmm. by all the other voices that you know we're exposed to on social media and um, and you know clients and, and colleagues and so on. It, it it's not that those other voices are not helpful because often they are really helpful, but um, they can't. They you can't let them. Um, take precedence over your own voice. Yes, that is so true. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm really glad we uh, talked about that too, because I think that is such an important piece. Thank you. Um, so we're going to add your links to the show notes as well, just in case anyone didn't catch this. Um, and then people can check you out that way. Thank you so, so much for being here today. I really love talking to you. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. <laughs>